Well, good morning. Gosh, after the morning we've already had, I don't think you need me to speak today. That was wonderful. It's been such a blessing to be here already in your presence today. Uh, All the projects that you're doing, um, it just warms my heart to know that you're reaching out and you're, you're touching people's lives. I also want to commend you on your Lottie Moon offering goal. There are big churches that can't collect or don't collect $5,000, but I commend you on that offering goal. Um, as we are bringing six to 800 missionaries home, it's heartwarming to see that a church of this size cares about the lost who have never heard of Jesus. And that's and 100%, I want you to realize that 100% of that offering that you give to Lottie Moon goes directly to the field, 100%. So I commend you on that, and, and may God richly bless you as a result. But I want to thank you this morning also for inviting me to come share about missions and missions work through WMU on your Baptist Women's Day. I'm blessed and honored to be here, and I welcome any chance I get to share about missions and the love of Christ with others. But I'm going to try and not be like that pastor who just got some new false teeth. As you heard in my introduction, I work in a dental office, so I know a little bit about this. That first Sunday after he got his new teeth, he only preached for about eight minutes. The second Sunday, he preached for about 10 minutes. But that following Sunday, he preached for an hour and a half, and a deacon had to pull him off the platform then. So when he came down, they said, we've got to know what in the world is going on. He said, well, you know, I got these new teeth, and that first Sunday, my gums hurt so bad, I couldn't speak for longer than eight minutes. And that second Sunday, it was still the same thing. They were still sore, so I could only speak for 10 minutes. But he said, you know, that third Sunday, I must have got my wife's teeth in by mistake because I couldn't hush. I know I'm a woman, but I'm going to, and I have real teeth, so I'm going to, I'm going to try and not keep you all morning. But what I have, what God has prepared for me to say to you this morning, uh, I want you to hear. I represent our Lord by serving him through Women's Missionary Union, whose mission has not changed now for 127 years, and that is to challenge Christian believers to understand and to be radically involved in the mission of God. We teach men, women, boys, and girls how to learn, how to pray, give, and go through mission friends, GAs, RAs, CA, ACT teens, challengers, women, and adult on mission. We have several ministries also where each one of us can be involved by spreading the gospel locally and all across the world. Missions is my heart, and I love to share about it any chance I get. It's simply the work of God through his people, as you've seen, the church, by which the gospel of Jesus is extended in word and deed to every person in the world. It's God's plan. It's his divine idea, his ultimate kingdom work, and we're just the instruments that he chooses to use. Throughout the Bible, God's desire and his instruction for his people is that they be involved in his mission of making himself known among all the nations. And since 1888, we have been doing just that through WMU. You know, Jesus' last words found in Matthew 28:19, of which we know as the Great Commission, were to his followers, you and me. And his message was clear. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And behold, I am always with you to the end of the age. He didn't say, If you want to, or if you feel like it, or if it fits into your busy schedule. He said, Go. 
And it translates in the original language, as you are going. We must go and share Christ every day in our everyday lives. We need to be alert and look for ways to introduce others to Jesus, just living our life every day as we are going. You know, ever since I became a Christian, I've had a desire for, uh, to be used by God to make a difference in the lives of people that I come in contact with in my daily life, whether it be family, co-workers, friends, even complete strangers. Let me tell you about an experience that happened to me, and, and we'll demonstrate a little bit how easy it is to share Jesus as you are going. This happened to me at, at where I, the place where I work. I'm a dental hygienist. I work for Christian dentists. We have prayer every morning before work. Uh, patients know this, and they call the office and say, will you put my name on the prayer board? I'm going to have surgery. Uh, so we do that. It, we're very open about how we share Christ. In, in, our, in my dental chair, I tell them I have sharp instruments and a captive audience. They're going to hear about my Jesus. So uh, I'm very blessed to do that where I work. But one particular day, just right before Easter, there was a semi-truck that had pulled into the parking lot where I park, and the hood was lowered like they were having some problem. Uh, it was during the problem with the black and white issue in St. Louis, and there was a black African-American man that was driving that truck, and he was standing out in front of it. And if you've known me five minutes, you know I don't know a stranger. So I went over to him, and I said, well, hello, how are you this morning? And I said, I see you're having a little problem with your truck. And he said, yeah, I've called the repair person, and they're on their way, but I'm waiting for them. And I said, well, I work at this dentist office across the street, and I said, we're getting ready to have prayer. Before we work, is there anything that I could take? I know you need prayer for your truck, but is there any other thing in your life that I could take to the group and we could pray about? He looked at me like I had three heads, and he said, you want me to come in? I said, well, sure, you can come join us if you would like. So I brought him into the office in the back way, and we, we got to the circle where the rest of the staff was had gathered, and he stood a little bit back. And we were, it was a real heavy prayer morning that morning. There were several that had cancer issues, and as they would mention a name, I would turn to him and try to get him up to speed. That's a patient that we've been praying for for a long time, or that's a family member of this one that we've been praying for. And anyway, when we got ready to pray, I, said, I grabbed his hand, and I said, we hold hands here when we pray. And the other play, a person on the, his other side grabbed his hand, and he joined our group, and we prayed. Uh, my nephew works for our dental practice, and I was chit-chatting with him after we had our prayer, and I noticed that he, in the corner of my eye, was shaking everyone's hand that was in our prayer circle. And then I looked at him, and he had big crocodile tears coming down his face. And he said to the group, he said, you just don't realize what you have done for me today. And he said, I'm not a church-going man. So that said to me that he doesn't know my Jesus personally. So as I was walking out with him, he was crying, and I, I was trying to share the ABCs of, of how to become a Christian with him. And I said, we're going to celebrate our risen Lord coming this Sunday. I hope you are in a church in Texas and that you can hear more about my Jesus. And by this time, he was weeping, just weeping. He said, ma'am, you don't understand. He said, I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I thought, I think I've read that somewhere. <laughs> I mean, he got it. He, that's how easy it is. Just by me saying hello to this man and praying for him, how we ministered to him that day and made a hope. I hope that one of these days he's coming down I-65 and he will stop there again and say, I have found your Jesus. But that's how easy it is as we are going 
just to invite people into your life. Tell them how Jesus has loved you and how he saved you, and you can minister in that way. As Christians, we can have an impact on people that can be major. We can touch the lives of those we do life with each day. We can make an eternal difference in how they see God, how they view missions, and how they view the future. And WMU allows me to do that, to serve in that way, to make a difference. As you saw up here, we're make, you all are making a difference in the lives of people all over the country. WMU, as you have just shared, is more than a meeting. Men, women, boys, and girls are learning about a last frontier missionary in Central Asia whom we can only know their initials because of the danger of them being there in that country as a missionary who's sharing Christ with a Muslim and the unreached. We're praying for that missionary on their birthday because we know that those missionaries do God-sized things on their birthday because they know that children and adults all over the globe are praying for them by name or initial through WMU. We're giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering that allows a young couple and their two young children from Bowling Green, Kentucky to serve in the International Mission Board in the Amazon Basin. They're ministering to a people group there who's never heard the name Jesus. Young boys and girls and GAs and RAs are learning where the Amazon Basin is and how to pray for those two daughters known as TCKs, third culture kids. They're discovering ways to minister to them through leaders like you when you teach GAs and RAs. They're making cards and sending special items to them, perhaps things that they can't get in the Amazon Basin that they were used to having when they were living in Kentucky, letting those children know that children in America care. We're putting together small toys, mittens, socks, toothbrushes, and so on in a shoebox that will be shipped to children all over the world who will learn about the love of Jesus through that box. We're putting together some needed food items for that lost neighbor living next door to the church that has recently been laid off from work. We're gathering at church making vegetable soup and taking it to shut-ins and visiting with some who haven't had a visitor in a while. We're teaming up with a neighboring church, preparing and serving lunch to college students at the BCM at Western, so they will be able to spend the summer on mission, sharing Christ with the lost in Africa and other countries. We're passing out flyers to the Hispanic people that we come in contact with while we're at the grocery store, sharing with them the, of the new Hispanic church in the association. We're having a world crafts party, purchasing handmade crafts made by artisans from all around the world so that we can give them as Christmas gifts. But by purchasing those items, we're providing a sustainable income to people in poverty, enabling them to provide for their families, some for the very first time. We're collecting monies to be given to Pure Water, Pure Love so that our missionaries have clearer drinking and pure, safe drinking water, providing filters for them and water purification systems that cost nothing to our missionaries. Every missionary we send overseas gets a water purifier. We're serving, they're serving people all over the world. We're being hands and feet of Jesus going to a prepackaged missions experience it's called Family Fest where families can serve together on mission. We're praying for PTSD victims and learning ways to identify and minister to them through Project Help. You know, when Jesus went back up into heaven, he left behind disciples and a number of new believers. Who would expect great things from them? They were ordinary people, like you and like me. Yet they were faithful to tell the wonderful story of Jesus. And 20 centuries later, now we can know his story. Because that group of disciples and new believers kept telling the story of Jesus. Jesus. 
Now, century by century, the story has been and continues to be told all around the world. And now, it's our turn. It's our responsibility to be like John and Peter in Acts 4.20 when they said, We cannot keep quiet. We must speak about what we have seen and heard. Let me ask you this. If a friend of yours was talking about you to someone else, how long would they speak about you before they would mention that you're a Christian? Would they mention it at all? Do your friends and coworkers even know that you're a believer? Who will you tell because you cannot help keep speaking about what you have seen and heard? You know, people need to see Christ in our lives, not just from our lips, but from our actions as well. And we're learning now in this postmodern world that we live in that lost people, especially young lost people, will not listen to someone who only says they are a Christian. But yet in their life, they still look like the world. They want to see that Christ is real in our life. There has to be something that's different in our lives than from someone in the world. The opportunity we have to share the gospel and lead people to Christ is a unique gift and a responsibility that God has given to each of us. People need to see your everyday lives as on mission to love people like Jesus loved them, where every encounter with every person in your everyday life matters. The people you come in contact with each day, your pastor may never see. A missionary may never come across their path, but you have to be Jesus to them. Let me ask you, are you living as God intended you to? Does your life show his love? The question may not be, what do I need to do to live for him today? The question may be, what do I need to stop doing so that I can live totally for him every day? Let's ask ourselves, what takes up more of my time and energy? What matters more than sharing God's love and hope to people who desperately need the abundant life that Jesus died to give? What's stopping you and me from sharing Christ daily? Because the lost are literally everywhere. There are 259 million lost people living in the United States and Canada alone. That's three out of four people that you meet when you go out those doors who don't know Jesus. Did you know that today, this Sunday, 12% of the people right here in Kentucky are in church this morning? Only 12%. Yes, there is vast lostness in our world, and this can be overwhelming, but we can make a difference as this young boy did. There was a vacationing businessman who was walking along the beach when he saw a young boy Along the shore were many starfish that had washed up by the tide and were sure to die before the tide came back up to wash them back into the sea. The businessman, hoping to teach the boy a lesson in common sense, he walked up to the boy and said, You know, I've been watching you, son, and what you're, you have a good heart, and I know you mean well, but do you realize how many beaches there are around here and how many starfish are dying on every beach every day? Surely such an industrious and kind-hearted boy such as yourself could find something better to do with your time than to throw some starfish back into the ocean. Do you think that what you're doing is really making a difference? The little boy looked up at the man, and he looked down at the starfish that was by his foot. He picked up the starfish, and as he gently tossed it back into the ocean, he said, It makes a difference to that one. There are many lost people in our path every day, people who need you to share his story with. No, we can't win 
we can't see and, and see everyone in the whole wide world, but we can make a difference in the lives of those whom God puts in our path. We should be comfortable sharing what we believe and discussing our faith any time. We have to keep the story living not only through our words, but through the lives we lead. Through our lives, we can lead someone to Christ or away from him. Listen to this story. There was a stressed-out, very busy mom. She had just dropped her daughter off at piano lessons, her son off at football practice, and she was on her way to a, a meeting for herself, but running a little late, as we all sometimes do. So she was tailgating the car in front of her. I'm sure no one in here does anything like that. <laughs> but as the car in front of her slowed quickly for a red light, you know, some of us sneak on through, uh, the busy mom, she became so frustrated because she had to stop, and that was going to delay her a little bit more. She just laid on the horn, but she didn't stop there. She was shaking her fist at the driver ahead and using other sign language gestures I won't talk about here, and she was mouthing all at the same time. And as they sat there waiting for the light to change, the busy mom was approached by a police officer who came up to the driver's side window and tapped on the window. And he made her get out of the car and to put her hands up. And now the very angry, busy mom, she was hauled off down to the local police station where she was fingerprinted, photographed, and placed in a holding cell. But after a couple of hours, the policeman opened the cell door and he released her. And as they were walking out of the station, the policeman told her he had to offer her an apology. He said, ma'am, I'm sorry for this mistake. You see, I pulled up behind your car while you were blowing your horn and cussing up a blue streak. Meanwhile, I noticed your What Would Jesus Do bumper sticker and the Follow Me to Sunday School window decal you had on your car and your chrome-plated Christian fish emblem you had on the trunk. He said, well, naturally, I thought the car was stolen. You know, we all laugh at that story because it is kind of funny. But if we're really honest with ourselves, we can see a little bit of ourselves in that story. In our everyday lives, when we're going through life and we're the least aware, there are people watching us, especially if we profess to be a Christian. Our actions can share his story, too. It's our job to tell his story any time and any place. Look for opportunities that God gives you in your everyday lives. I'll tell another story uh, about myself. I go to Aldi, which is a discounted grocery store, and my husband usually accompanies me when we go to the grocery. But this particular evening, he was not with me. But I'm in line at Aldi, and I'm ready to check out. And I see there's two international students in front of me, because we have Western Kentucky University there in Bowling Green. And they were talking their language back and forth to each other, and I could tell there was a problem. And I'm the next in line, and I'm putting my groceries up on the, uh, the little thing that brings them through. But I could tell there was a problem, and, and they finally told the clerk, they said, we're, we don't have enough money, let me see what we're going to put back. And I looked at them, and I said, no, 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 don't, don't worry about that. Whatever you're short, I will, I will pay for it. I told the clerk, I said, just put it on mine, whatever they're short. Well, they all three looked at me like I had three heads. And I said, no, it's, it's no big deal. There's not really that much. I saw what they had, and they did have some money, and it wasn't that big a deal. And so I said, I will pay for whatever they're short. Don't, don't put anything back. So they dug around more in their pockets, and they finally came up with enough money so I didn't have to ante up. But the clerk never said anything to me. They just looked at me strange. And she rang me up, and then I, it was dark at night, and as I'm going out of the store, here are these two boys that are approaching me. And I said, God, you have this one. 
So they came up to me and they said, Ma'am, we just have to know why you did what you did in there. I said, let me tell you about my Jesus. I said, the reason I could do that, I said, Linda Cooper as a person could not do that. But I have Jesus Christ living in and working through me. And because of that, he, he proned in my heart to offer that to you. I said, he walks with me, he talks with me, he lives in my heart. I, I talk to him every day. I said, do you know my Jesus? And one of them said, no, we're Buddhist. No, another one said, no, we're Muslim. And, and finally they said, ma'am, we just don't believe. And I said, oh, but my God is real. And I started sharing with them how they could know my God. And I, at that time, I was not carrying Bibles in my car, but I have Bibles in my car that I give out at this juncture when I meet someone that I'm sharing Christ with. And I, I encouraged, I showed them the plan of salvation in Scripture. And then I, I encouraged these guys, since I didn't have a Bible with me, I said, I, Do you, have you seen a Bible? And they said, yes, we know about the Bible. We have read some of it. I said, I encourage you to, to get a Bible and start reading in John. I said, it will speak to you, and you can know my Jesus too. I gave them a business card. I was president of Kentucky WMU at the time, and, I, and my business card had my name, my address, my phone number, my email address. They could have contacted me. They could have been at my home waiting for me when I got there. It didn't matter to me. They needed to know my Jesus. I have not heard from my Aldi boys, but I'm often r- reminded when I'm at Aldi, and when you go to the grocery, I hope you look around for your Aldi boys that you can share Christ with, and I pray that they have found my Jesus before they go back to their country. You know, when Jesus went, returned to heaven, he left his disciples and now us to tell his story. And there's not been a change in 20 centuries. His story lives on because of faithful disciples like you who have continued to tell it by singing this morning. Wasn't that awesome? We've, we share it in word or in deed, whatever way he speaks to you. The lost world people are shouting, tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Share the story of Jesus and make a difference in the lives of those whom God puts in your path each day. Maybe there's one here today that doesn't know my Jesus personally. My prayer is that you don't leave here today without him so that you can begin your story in him today. Think about what the Lord is saying to you and respond to him today. Thank you for inviting me to come share.